Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake, coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Costa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you today? Uh, I'm good, man. I, I'm, I'm often um, uh, bewildered at uh, the amount of dirt they can get into this building uh, when it comes down to Monster Jam time. You should, you should see the trucks lined up out here. Uh, just hauling dirt in, man. I've seen them before. I I know they do uh, carry a lot of dirt. You wonder about the the crew that is responsible for for setup and takedown of all the different things that go on in this arena. Uh, they must be magicians because it's <laughs> it's pretty amazing what they're able to do in such yeah. a short amount of time. Uh, do they? Is there ice under all the dirt? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they keep uh, the old rink iced up when there's not an no, event. They just freeze but it up whenever. When there's a nice event, they bring the ice in from elsewhere. They don't even store that here any longer. What do you, so mean, when, they, they, what do you mean they bring the ice in? On a refrigerated truck, they stack it up, they lay it down. When the event's over, they stack it back up wow. and send it on its way. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. They don't have, the, they, they can't fill it up and freeze it? Disney, well, no, they've done that before. Yeah, yeah. It but, can convert into a hockey rink, but I don't think that they well, like have. Like Disney on Ice has their own ice oh, that, cool, that goes with them. Disney on Ice, by the way, coming in a couple of months, and apparently they're doing 1,500 shows. <laughs> they added a few, actually. Did they add a few? No, I'm not kidding. They're doing like 20 shows. They're, they're doing a bunch of shows coming up because, you know, uh, Disney's popular around here. What do you know? A lot of young families. Disney, a big deal. You know what I like about when Disney rolls through, though? It smells like Disneyland in this building. They have some kind of scented uh, vent clip that that is like it's just Disney patented. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm. Well, it smells like churros and vanilla. Churros you know, are are yummy. That's true. I have a question. What do the guys say when, when the people who bring the dirt in? Uh, when 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 someone asks them, "What do you do for a living?" What do they say? Um, I'm Joe Dirt. <sighs> No, I mean, what? Do you, what? What's that job called? Uh, let's see, event production. I don't know. Oh, okay, I just I thought there was someone specific to the dirt. I doubt it. Okay. Well, you know, I I think Bowler when he was at K State originally his uh, his major was uh, studying dirt. Uh, I think it's called something else, but yeah, <laughs> he was in the agricultural sciences, right? Yeah, I think he. I think his specialty was dirt, but uh, don't know that. Uh, I I shouldn't speak for him when he's not around. I, but I, if memory serves, I think that's what he did. Anyway, you're right. It is a uh, a, a building of uh, many faces. 
It is, but it's pretty amazing what the those crews are able to do, seriously. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. the dirt, uh, I think Monster Jam starts on Friday, I believe, which is tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, they're they're in prep mode in the arena, so lots of trucks uh, bumping around. And uh, that's why Locke uh, and Boone had to call the game yesterday from our studio. It's kind of an interesting setup. Austin texted out a, like a, or texted, tweeted out a, a, a diagram of where everybody was. It was kind of interesting. How many people are they going to allow in the building for the, for the uh, monster truck thing? I have no clue. Six. I heard it was eight. Oh. Uh, I don't think it's 100% capacity, but I really have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. All right, well, uh, yeah, they do a lot of stuff there, that's for sure. And it's amazing how quickly they can do some of the stuff that they set up. Uh, that, uh, you brought that up earlier, but, man, they, they are quick. Breaking that thing down, getting ready for, you know, under normal circumstances, concerts or ice shows or basketball games or conventions or whatever. Austin mentioned the Disney uh, Disney smell when Disney on Ice is here. Uh-huh. Uh, when Monster Jam is here, the the smell is entirely different. <laughs> Smells like carcinogen. <laughs> got a little uh, got a little uh, manure mixed in there, and maybe a little uh, manure. A little uh, you know how they That's mix the rodeo. That with the dirt sometimes. For the monster for trucks? monster trucks? What are you talking about? Like growing corn under there? Yeah, no, there's, there's, there's no manure involved. <laughs> well, it sometimes dirt smells like that. No, we're talking about the fumes from the trucks and the 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 combustion engine. Well, um, I was talking about the dirt itself. It doesn't. There's tons of dirt over there. It doesn't smell like manure. Sometimes it does. You've you've spent very little time on a farm. I can tell that right now. This building smells like manure during the rodeo. <laughs> I remember one time I was I uh, I got tickets to the rodeo. This was years and years ago. My kids were young. And uh, because of certain connections, I guess I was able to get a front row seat. And uh, we were sitting there with my kids. And I'll uh. never forget, I had a Diet Coke in my hand. And uh, something ran by, some critter, and flung up some of that manure or whatever it was and plopped it right in, right in my, 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 my cup. Right in it. I mean, it was, I, I, you couldn't have done that if you tried it a thousand times, but it landed right in my cup, and everybody in my family busted up laughing. Mm-hmm. That was that had manure in it. I, I I can tell you that. I don't know what they got on the monster drug thing, but yeah, it that sounds like it sounds like bull manure to me. <laughs> well, the story is absolutely true. Yeah, bull bull manure. I'm I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that's what it was. It was deep. Yeah, deep. Smelly bull manure. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Bigfoot monster truck, he only works on manure-filled dirt. Have you ever been in a monster truck? Here's a one-up. No, no, it's not one-up. When have saying. you been in a monster truck, Gordon? Oh, with our with our friend that used to do the, uh, the, uh, the racing show. Close friend, in fact. Yeah, I was just uh, spacing on the name right now. Come on, he talked like uh, uh, it talked like a grip it and rip it. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. I, I know his. Me, I know his you're name just going to let me sit out there. You're not going to come to the rescue. No, I will. But when you when you preface it with you know my best buddy, and then I didn't say my best buddy. He's, sort of <laughs> He's our friend Ron Duncom. Ron Duncom, of course. That's Shout out it. to Ron, man. Oh, what a great guy. Anyway, he uh, he let me climb up into his monster truck one time, and that was wow. That's you're way off the ground. His wife also drives a monster truck. Really? Yep. That's pretty cool. 
Pretty Ron cool, like, let... couple activities. Some of us play golf. Some of us drive monster <laughs> trucks, you know? I don't think he let me drive it, though. But it was intimidating. Yeah, big piece of machinery there. You prefer your 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 car's sporty. No, I have a it's truck. pronounced Porsche. I have a truck and uh, several Porsches. Jeez, oh, here we go. Your your truck is is your side piece, so to speak, you, you and, wanna, and wanna, it's not my ex- side piece. And it's not exactly a monster truck either. My theory on the truck that Gordon has is just so he could counter our attacks with. I have a working truck. Uh-huh. I agree. I, that, that's a truck, and it uh, feels like a truck. I love that. I love that vehicle. It's not it's like, like a truck that you'd find on a construction site, though. Well, you could. Uh, yeah, but I doubt you would. If any, you know, if I ever get another truck, which I probably will at some point, just if anybody has a, a piece of advice on what kind to get, because uh, you know, you can never have too many trucks. El Camino. <laughs> I think you can. I have zero interest in getting a truck. Really? They're yeah. really useful. They, I mean, I'm sure. they, they, they're handy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, useful doing the stuff that I have no interest in doing. Moving your friends? Yeah, moving your like oh, building. That's, that's uh, overrated. It, it, like, I mean, what are you using your truck for? Uh, shopping runs. Well, that doesn't count because you can do that without nah, a we've truck. Used it for, we've used it for all kinds of stuff, hauling stuff. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it's just. It's hauling just, stuff? Yeah. Like you don't, you normally don't have room for on a regular car, so it's yeah, it's come in real handy. My wife loves it; she loves it. So I said, "Why?" I just want to get to the bottom of hauling stuff. (laughs) Just what what kind of stuff we hauling? Sounds illegal. (laughs) No, I've had, I've had, uh, we did some uh, revamping of our uh, of our landscaping and went and put some plants and. And trees in that thing and hauled it on home. Uh, yeah, it's just, just stuff like that you couldn't do otherwise. Or you'd have to pay somebody to do it. Did you get your Christmas tree home in that this year? I did. I, I'm just picturing yep. Gordon like uh, I'm hauling these uh, DVD players to uh, uh, Wichita, Kansas. Got a... <laughs> He's, he's a hire for load driver. Yeah, right. That's uh, hauling stuff. That's what I not not bringing the Christmas tree home from the lot. Uh, when you say hauling stuff, that implies like you know, high women, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my uh, son-in-law, his, uh, his part of his a few of his family members have a, a truck haul uh, a truck hauling company. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it sounds like an interesting industry. Anyway, uh, do you want to keep bannering about this or put off, uh, what we saw last night, uh, with the jazz or do you want to, what do you want to do? Cause, uh, uh that I know we, it's not, it's not a happy story. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled with our trucking talk here, but yeah, no, it's probably a good idea to jump into the game last night. We are a sports show after all. Yeah. Um, uh, and Austin, let's get into it. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. And I mean, look, we, <laughs> we have a tendency as a, as, a, as a fan base and as a group to kind of go crazy <laughs> um, during a 4-4 four and four start. During my four years in, in Ben, and, and you guys know, like, you know, we've had stretches like this, and... If we continue to sit here and feel 
depressed and upset, you know, it's not going to change, you know, and I'm not saying we're expecting this to just click at some point in time. We got to do the work. Uh, but, you know, I go back to my rookie year where we started off really, really bad. And, you know, that famous Rudy tweet, like, we'll be fine. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to do this. It's just a matter of when, and we can't continue to let teams just come in and just do whatever they want. And I'm, I'm not worried, but it's definitely something where it's like, okay, we got to, like, we got to do it, you know, and we got to do it. You know, we're not going to have the practice time to go in there and go through it. We have to do it up here. We have to think. We have to be able to find ways to continue to to um, to do the little details. And it's, it's, I, it's funny you say that just because, you know, we have that tendency to kind of, you know, no, we're good. You know, like, you know, never too high, you know, never too low. You know, uh, continue to stay even keel. I'm not going to go home and, you know, stay up all night. You know, at the end of the day, get your sleep, get your get your rest, get back and get ready for Milwaukee because if we carry these two losses into Milwaukee, this is going to happen again. They're, they're – you know, they're a talented team. You know, we have to be ready for, for that and make the adjustments, you know, and that's that's it. We look at ourselves and we're go ahead and do that. But I don't think it's a moment where we can say, like, freak out. I'm like, oh, my God, it's, it's eight games. You know, it hasn't been the greatest eight games, I will say. But we can fix this and we will fix this. It's just a matter of when we're going to do it and how. All right, Gordon, that was Donovan Mitchell from last night. Uh, the Jazz lose to the Knicks 112-100. to And I wanted to play that particular uh, sound clip, Gordon, because it really jumped out uh, during – excuse me, during his uh, post game, and he was responding to a question from our friend Ben Anderson from uh, KSL Sports and uh, asking about this team, this Utah Jazz team habit of starting seasons slowly. And I thought we what we heard from Donovan right there was a pivot from what we've heard after um, previous games this season, where he's been really irritated with himself and how they've played. Here, he takes a different perspective where he says, we've been here before, we're, we're staying calm, we know we uh, can round into form. Kind of a, I, I thought it was interesting because it was, it was less of, we got a, you know, urgency, we're playing badly, we got to fix it. And it was more like, okay, we got to stay calm, we got to put it behind us, we got to figure it out. We've been here before, we know how uh, we've got to find ourselves and things will get better. I, I don't know if there's anything to read into that. I just found it interesting that it was a different vibe than we've heard from Donovan after previous difficult losses this year. Well, he tried it one way, now he's trying it the other way. Yeah, maybe. I just I I think I, both are but there's truth in both even though they seem diametrically opposed but uh, I mean if you if you're losing games the way the Jazz lost that game last night and heaven forbid if they lose more games the way they did against the Nets uh then it is going to be a horrific miserable season. And when you get into those kinds of uh skids if you don't uh if you don't you know, sort of buck up the spirits of your team, then you're just going to go into a nosedive. There, there is a time to complain and yell and scream, and there is a time, if you're on a team anyway, if you're a team leader, to to rally everybody up and not bury them time after time after time. So uh, I don't think there's a whole lot to feel real good about in these last couple of games. I mean, that uh, it, it's not good stuff. And Donovan knows that, but he doesn't want to bury his team. So that's why he tried it this way, I think. But let's, I mean, there are some commonalities here. We keep, we've seen it now two games in a row where the Jazz shoot a poor field goal percentage, they get out-rebounded, and they have more turnovers than their opponent. That's going to get you beat, especially on the road. And when your top scorers, uh, Mitchell, 
Bogdanovich, Conley, go 13 of 47 from the field, you're just not going to win. You can't win like that, especially when your opponent is shooting better than 50%. And there's a whole lot involved in that, a lot of layers to what I just said that, Jake, I'm sure you talked about last night, and and, we can talk about it more now, but uh, the Jazz can't abide having their top scorers extremely inefficient from the field. I mean, Rudy Gobert was his normal 7-9, and and so that helps buck up the uh, shooting percentage of 44%. But look at what Bogdanovich did, 2 of 10. Look at what Mike Conley did, 3 of 14. Look at what Mitchell has done. We've seen this a bunch this year so far, 8 of 23. 2 of 10 from 3. 1 of 7 from 3 from Bogdanovich. What was it for Conley? 0 of 6. I mean, that just is not going to get it done. That's going to get you beat every single time. And so those guys have to figure out how to make it better. I mean, what am I supposed to say about Donovan Mitchell shooting 8 of 23? I mean, what, 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 what can I say to him? Or what can you and I conclude from that? What advice can we impart to him? you got to shoot better. Well, <laughs> how does that happen? How does that happen, Jake? Um, I, I'm not so sure, Gordon. You you hit on a number of things I'd like to like to comment on real quick. Um, th- it wasn't the it, the hard part about this game is the first half was very good, particularly yeah. from a bench perspective. Um, so it, it's different from the Nets game in that way, which I thought actually made it a little more difficult to watch because they blew an 18 point lead. They right. led by 18 points at one point in the second quarter and actually looked. Uh, pretty good on both sides of the ball. Uh, the The surprising part about this game to me, Gordon, uh, is the way that the entire starting lineup. And you alluded to this, by the way. I'm I'm kind of trying to back what you were what you were getting into. The whole starting lineup disappeared all at the same time, and we haven't really seen that that often from this team. And and I think the point of having all this, you know, quote unquote firepower. Is that you know if somebody like Donovan and you mentioned his shooting is is not shooting well, well there's somebody else who's out there, canning shots and the, your five guys that you can on your starting five and I'm not trying to disrespect Ingles or, or, or Clarkson because both of those guys actually had a pretty decent game yeah but but the starting five just disappeared they were just gone I mean that third quarter I've I've I haven't seen that very often and it, and it really surprised me. And then the other thing I'll add, Gordon, is is I know you know we look at the uh, the field goal percentage was forty four percent. I mean, eh, you know they didn't shoot that well from three, but I think they lost the game once again. And maybe this is just how I'm view- viewing this Jazz team, but I think they lost the game once again on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Alfred W. Payton, yes, goes ten of fifteen for twenty two points and eight assists. Now, no no disrespect to our guy, Alfred Payton, but he's not Kyrie Irving. You look at the game that Kyrie Irving had, and you say, well, you know, he's one of the best playmakers in the entire league. I mean, he's probably the best ball handler, and he does that to a lot of teams. Alfred Payton doesn't. I mean, he's he's a good player, but he's he's not that. And they they could not stay in front of him. And then Austin Rivers finished the job in the fourth quarter, and they, they, I mean, he hit a prayer or two. But it's not like they were putting up much resistance. But it, uh, it gets back to what it gets back to what we were talking about. About do you get the ball to the hot shooter? And Austin Rivers beat the Jazz badly down the stretch. I mean, and they were getting they were smart enough to get him the ball if he was feeling it. So he was jacking it up and he was making it. And he was punishing the Jazz, and the Jazz couldn't keep up. 
They stumbled around. And, and your, your point about defense, Jake, and you've been stressing that, and for good reason. Bogdanovich is not a good defensive player. Mike Conley, mm, you've brought that up a lot of times. He's diminutive. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, not a great defender. And when those guys are not great defenders and they're <laughs> shooting a combined 13 of 47, th- then, okay, they're not good offenders either. either. I mean, what are you going to do? But you shouldn't have to be trading buckets with Alfred Payton, because yeah. that's that's he scored every time he touched the ball, pretty much in the third quarter. And, that's, and I'm Austin exaggerating, Rivers, like but you said, yeah. Austin Rivers was just money down the stretch, and the Jazz could not match that. So, <laughs> what we're saying here is that there are problems offensively and defensively. Right, yeah. but I I think the most frustrating part of that game was you saw both teams. In that one game, in the first half, you saw some some good play, particularly from the bench, and they looked good. They held them to 44 points, which is which is very nice defensively. And then the second half looked like a completely different team. And I I don't know how that I don't know how that happens. That's the that's the great mystery of this season. Well, it's the Quinn, same team that played like it did against San Antonio is the same team that played like it did against Minnesota. We well, Quinn uses the F word focus. He, he used that again last night, and I don't know. That probably encompasses a whole lot of things, but that gets we're 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 going back and forth between the mental and the physical, and it's combining to doom the Jazz, and that's what happened down the street. A thirty-point flip. The Jazz are up eighteen, and they lose by twelve. Uh, that, that that's <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah, something's they, wrong. They blew it, and Donovan. He, he wanted to keep it positive last night, but they, they have serious things that they need to address in order for them to be what, what, what it is they hope to be. And right now, that ain't it. I mean, like I said, I mean, the numbers tell the story in this game. And you, you divvied it up nicely from the first half to the second. But when those scores, your paid scores, are not scoring efficiently, you're in trouble. And when they all do it at the same time, as you pointed out, you're in real trouble. And you let a team like the Knicks come back on you. It, it, at this point in time, when we watch the Jazz, you, you think, okay, they're, they're either going to fall behind like they did against the Nets, or even if they get a big lead, you, you don't trust it right now for probably the reasons that you were pointing out. And that's got to change. It's got to change, or else this is going to be a long season for the Jazz. Now you say the Knicks so disparagingly. I do think the Knicks are a little better this year and and have played better. But with that said, they weren't really even running anything offensively. I mean, it's not like that was some magic offense that the Jazz just could not figure it out. I mean, they were getting beat one on one, and it was kind of like a pickup ball in a way. But that Knicks Knicks team is is better with a, a more disciplined coach, I think. With Tom yeah. Thibodeau, uh, yeah. they're they're a better team than they've been. This is not the hapless Knicks of Isaiah Thomas. I don't think. I think they'll challenge for a playoff spot in the East. So it's not as uh, humiliating a defeat as it once was, but uh, not good. Especially you know you have a team down 18 points in the second quarter. You know you should probably figure out a way to keep that going. Who's got more talent, the Jazz or the Knicks? The Jazz. They should win. Well, yeah, but I mean this is the NBA, Gordon. It doesn't I always know. come down to that. I know. Hey, you should win a game. You're up by 18 in the second quarter. I mean, there are a lot of things you can say. I mean, that was that's why that was a tough pill to swallow last night because that's not a game they should have lost for a variety of reasons. 
And I don't know if it's just focus. I'm not so sure. I mean, I I know that's a – I'm sure Quinn is telling his team that, and I'm, I'm sure that's one of those things, you know. But um, it's also like, you know, what I tell myself on the golf game. And you, <laughs> there's, I think there's more to it than that, I guess. Well, your best player was a minus 20 last night. Yeah, well, the whole starting lineup was in, in the minus big time. Yes. The bench was all in the plus, by the way. But, you know, plus minus is a weird stat. But I know. I, probably... I know it is. But, look, some of that is true in a game like that last night. Jazz had no business losing that game. And you're right. Essentially, I mean, down the stretch, they just handed the ball to Austin Rivers and, yeah. let, and let him shoot. And the Jazz could do nothing about it. All right, uh, we'll uh, we'll get more into the jazz obviously throughout the day. We're going to talk to uh, Sam Amick coming up at the top of the four o'clock hour. Uh, my co-host for the jazz pre half and post, Tim Lacombe, will be with us at five. Tim's perfect guy to talk to uh, today because not only can we get his jazz thoughts, uh, but uh, we can also get his thoughts on BYU. In fact, let's talk about the Cougs and the Zags coming up next. Stay tuned. Big Show ninety seven five and twelve eighty of the Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Man of the day today, Pat Benatar, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, go to livenation.com. Any particular inspiration for the selection today, Gordon? Nope. Just saw her name on a playlist. I thought, I haven't heard of Pat Benatar music in a long, long time. This song uh, reminds me of, um, of uh, oh, why am I going blank all of a sudden? The movie with uh, Spicoli, Fast Times at oh. Richmond High. Oh, where, is the song played in that? Oh, uh, well, I think every song from the 80s is played in that. What a, what a soundtrack. But uh, there was that one scene where the the she's pointing out the different Pat Benatar looks in the lunchroom. Pretty funny. Have you seen that movie, Gordon? Yes, I have. Anyway. A long time ago. I can't think of another pop culture reference for this particular song. No, I don't know either. Yeah, anyway. That's a Pat, great movie. I like Pat Benatar. Good choice. All right, uh, tonight, the Cougars of BYU will be taking on Gonzaga up in uh, Spokane, Gordon. And uh, it's not, uh, let's see here, tip time will be at 6.30, and I believe the game is on, uh, yeah, big ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, yeah, so it's not every day that you get to take on the number one team in the country uh, on national television, and uh, BYU gets that opportunity tonight, and they're 9-2. and two. And the Cougs are going in with some good wins. Gordon, we, we talked about the San Diego State win, uh, which was good. Utah State, that, that win is uh, is looking better and better uh, as Utah State is playing really good basketball right now. But if you look at what Gonzaga, who's 10-0, what they've done so far, it's nothing short of remarkable. They've got wins over Kansas, Auburn, West Virginia. Unfortunately, the game against Baylor was was canceled, which is, which is too bad. But uh, they beat Iowa. And this is the one that really stood out to me, Gordon. And I, I, I knew they had beaten UVA, but it wasn't until I kind of dug back into it a little bit that I realized how they beat them. They beat them 98-75. to 75. They put up huh. 98 points 
on the most boring, slow, defensive-oriented team in the entire country. I mean, if you've ever watched UVA play basketball, it's amazing that either team gets to 50 points. I mean, that's just the way that they play. And for Gonzaga to put up 98 points on UVA, that just totally jumps off the page to me. This might be, and you mentioned this a little bit yesterday, Gordo, this might be the, I hate saying this, but the best Gonzaga team we've seen during Mark Few's run there. I mean, they are really good. Yeah, they are. And uh, th- you know what that suggests to me is just that the team is capable of imposing its will on its opponent, regardless of how its opponent plays. And, uh, you know, I was at, I covered that game last year when the uh, Cougars were able to beat Gonzaga. And I think it's a tall order this time. It re- really a difficult one. But uh, the Cougars have had some nice players uh, playing. Uh, Barcelo is playing out of his mind. He's very right good, now. yeah, 100%. And I, mean, I don't know if I was. He, what's that? Sorry. What is he? Six two, and he's uh, shooting like sixty percent from the floor, and doing all kinds of very nice things for the Cougars. And uh, yeah, he. he uh, when you have good guards, when you have guards who can play, it certainly does help your cause. When you're going up against uh, a buzzsaw like the Cougars will face tonight, uh, I, 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 I don't see a way for BYU to beat this Gonzaga team, but. I mean, they do have some talent. They do, and they have done it before up there. Um, so I, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying the Cougars have no chance, but the, but Gonzaga, this is a this is a really good uh, Gonzaga team. It wouldn't surprise me if they went undefeated because uh, I don't oh, yeah, know if anybody. They're the best team in the country. I haven't seen anybody anywhere near as good as them. They're favored by 17 tonight, oh, which is geez. a huge number. God, so I you might... got What are they? What are they? Ten and zero. They're going up, going up against nine and two BYU, and they're seventeen point favorites. That's madness. That's crazy. Oof. I I might think of uh, taking the Cougs on that. That's a huge number. What would you do if you were Mark Pope? Would you just would you try and slow the game down? What I mean, what what do you do against that kind of talent? Um, make call it, make every shot. <laughs> Man, slow slow the game down and concentrate on defense because the, the Zags will blow you out. I mean, they'll yeah. score a zillion points. I mean, you've got to figure out a way to to limit what they do offensively. I guess, you know, probably the answer, Gordon, is, is the ultimate equalizer in basketball these days, and that's the three-point shot. They probably have to be red hot from three. Well, <laughs> I, it, it'll be fun to watch, at least for a while. And, uh, and see, you know, you know, you never know. Ever since Shamanad beat uh, Ralph Sampson's Virginia team over in Hawaii, Jake, do you remember that? It was that before your time? A little before my time, but yeah, I know. I remember hearing about those Ralph Sampson UVA teams. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, when that happened, I thought, okay, and when uh, you remember when uh, Villanova beat Georgetown? I mean, nobody gave them a chance in the national championship game, and they found a way. So maybe there is a way to get it done, but not the way not the way to bet. Maybe the way to bet if you're getting 17 points, like you said. So, well, they beat the, your, Are you going to call your bookie? Oh, man, 17 is a, a, a big number, and I don't have a bookie. Thank you. But oh, oh, oh. Do you? That's a, no. Nope. Okay. Well, you don't sound very convincing there, but okay. Is there anybody on our staff that has a bookie? I don't think so. I don't know. I, yeah. Maybe. 
I don't know. Uh, but this uh, this Gonzaga, Gonzaga team beat sixth-ranked Kansas by 12. They beat, uh, let's see here, 11th-ranked West Virginia by uh, 5. Third-ranked Iowa, they beat by 11. Uh, then I mentioned UVA, so 98-75. UVA uh, currently ranked 16th. So, you, you know. They they've beat some ranked teams. I mean, they. Where were those Where were those games played, Jake? Were those any of those on the road? Uh, da, 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 da. well, you never know what's neutral these days, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah, they're moving around, but obviously playing at Gonzaga, I mean, that's makes it that much more difficult. Although I don't know how many fans they allow in. Do you know? Uh, I would guess none, considering it's uh, uh, Washington. But I really have no idea. Yeah, Austin. I don't know. If there are any, it's it's hardly any, I would guess. Yeah. Might make it a little different. Uh, Gonzaga, by the way, number one in Ken Palm as well. Um, let's see where BYU is in. The Ken latest Palm I has, see on this, Ken by the way. Ken Palm has BYU rated, uh, I think. Uh, a I, spot I think above I Utah, yeah. 68, yeah. Utah's at 69. Uh, no fans allowed is the plan this season, but you can buy a cutout of yourself and put it there. So. How much does that cost? $100, I think. Wow. What do they do? They take your picture and plaster it on uh, some sort of thing? And per game? No, I think it's for the season. Per oh, game. well, we should do that. <laughs> what, what kind of picture of uh, Gordon should we send up there? Oh, it's $70. Excuse me. You can do yourself, a friend, or a pet. The oh. fee is $35 for students, though. So, Well, let's send them a picture of Gordo, PDQ. Can you, get, uh, can you buy two or three seats and get a bigger picture? <laughs> like an oversized picture. That'd be pretty rad. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't say. We could call on air and see what their answer is. We could get uh, Gordon's. Uh, remember when he he came in in his Kermit getup with the with the green? We could get that going. Oh, I've got. Uh, yeah, I've got a whole album on my phone. Oh yeah, the the man in the no, yellow that, hat that, one was that, my favorite. No, that's not. That's not what I'm going for. What I'm going for is a shot of the big show. All three of uh, us. It says no group photos. So man oh. in the yellow hat photo it is. There's <laughs> no. no other choice. <laughs> there, there really Not is no other it. choice. Oh, my gosh. Stop. 38 bucks each, Jake. We can make this happen. I, I'll give you my uh, my debit card right now. <laughs> Stop it. Let's do Get this. For the whole no season? Way. For the number one team in the country who will be on national television well, pretty much uh, twice a week? we got to call this uh, Jim Meehan, the spokesman, because it doesn't say if it's for the whole season or just for a game. Because so. if it's the whole season, that's worth it. Just for really? a game, I don't know. That's where they so. get a picture it, of you. Are asked, uh, it says you are asked to wear Gonzaga gear in your picture. Oh, that's lame. Come on. Have you ever heard of anything called what the you... First Amendment, Gonzaga <laughs> University? <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you supposed to dress your pet up? Yeah, I guess uh, so. People do do that. Put a so little you... uh, bulldog uh, kerchief on Freddie. Yeah. Jeez. I don't like well, we could, we could what you have to wear. Give me a break. No Oscar the Grouch shirts allowed. We could, uh, we could, uh, what do they call that? Photoshop in like a like a Gonzaga logo or something right there onto the shirt. Yeah, yeah a be, bright yellow shirt with a Gonzaga uh, G like in the a middle. Little Gonzaga that, G. That would be that would be uh, uh, lacking character. What would be? I think it'd be the best one no, in the you don't, joint. You don't, you don't take somebody's photo and doctor it uh, against their will. Why not? Because that's uh, isn't that against some sort of ethical code? No. Have you been on the internet? Call I mean, my attorney. Memes are a thing. <laughs> okay. 
You're All a right. me. The man with the yellow uh, hat picture is already a meme out there. Uh, it's a gift. Stop yeah. that. The best of those pictures is probably the orange one. Oh, the circus pita? <laughs> we might need to send this out again today. Maybe we no, do. Yeah, no, maybe don't we do. do. No, it's been no. a while. Our it listeners deserve to look, know what we're talking look, about. I was a good sport. I played along on that. There's no need to, to have perpetual punishment. That here. was not playing along. There was a lot of enthusiasm, and if memory was if memory serves, it was, was all I, your it, idea. Because it was there, not my idea. There's no way that I thought, yeah, Gordon, you should dress in monochromatic colors for no, the next month and a I, half. That was not my idea. You're like, well, I could I, do I, this I, every day, you know, I, and then you I did. did. I did it for the good of the show. I didn't mean it to be punitive toward me from now till kingdom. How come. is it? Punitive? Because yeah. I don't want it. Jeez. Don't want it. vain. Yeah, the vanity is. is, is <laughs> okay, proud. Well, I have a nice take, car. Let, let's take about five of bad pictures of you and let's post those every day. Oh, they're called the, the website pictures, and they're up already <laughs> from me. They've been up for years. I'm used to it. <laughs> oh, brother. Used to be 60 feet tall at the Megaplex. Yeah, right. That's, are they not doing that anymore? I don't think. I think that advertising uh, ran out. Yeah. I think I, I got recognized more for that than I do the radio show. Do you like, remember? Wow, when, you're, uh, you're the guy on the on the movie screen. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but uh, and I never saw what you're talking about. But uh, those those billboards they used to have of Bowler and me, and it was just our heads, and they were like floating in a white background, like like they were filled with air or something like air balloons or something but those were really overdone what were really overdone the pictures yeah our faces were like 20 feet high just our face so you're saying that the the, me being on the movie the megaplex screen is not not as cool no i'm saying they're both of the same but you, you started nature. with well i haven't seen that garbage but bowler and i were no, on a, I did, on a I billboard did, I, did, I did i didn't call it garbage i just can't comment on the quality of the picture because i haven't seen it so can i not honestly gordon would, would it upset you if i send this back out uh, it just there's no need you've done it twice already you know so i'm I, very I, proud of it <laughs> i honestly i think it's a really cool thing for you to do for the show <laughs> proud of it Oh, man. Do and how did this want. go from something that you were super excited about to something you're ashamed of? It was, it's not something I was excited about. It's not like I'm ashamed of it. It's just that that's kind of burnt, isn't it? I mean, we did it a couple of times. I mean, we didn't dress you, you know. You you voluntarily did that. I know. I went, out of, I went out of my way to try to find a hat. And <laughs> that's a, not and lost on people, that, I don't think. Right. Well, that, we just teased you because you came in with all green once and we, we made a Kermit the Frog joke oh, and you were like, I could right. do this every day. And you did. <laughs> it went from Kermit to Beetle Bailey to the Papa Smurf to the Circus Peanut. <laughs> all right. Stay tuned. Oh, and then the day where it was gray or brown, we couldn't oh, decide. Oh, yeah. And we couldn't decide. That was a big... Uh, yeah, well, we uh, did decide. It's brown. It's no, gray. it was gray. It was 100% gray. Mm. I want to remind you, uh, we're going to be at the warehouse coming up on Friday. Uh, location in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. It's the warehouse. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll have what's going on coming up top of the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, we'll hear from DJ and PK and uh, Hanson Scotty, uh, a little NBA and college football and what's going on coming up right around the corner. Tim Lacombe at 4, or excuse me, at 5 o'clock, and Sam Amick will join us from The Athletic at 4. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Gordon, we've got a bit of a short segment here. Can I uh, bring up uh, this? Uh, have you been following the, uh, I'm sure you have because you're a big European soccer guy, the, um, the, <laughs> the controversy on the French national soccer team? Yes, it sounds outrageous. Uh, have you really? You've been following no, this? No. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Real Madrid forward, who's also a, a French national uh, team, apparently, a member, uh, Karim Benzema. Am I saying that uh-huh. right, Gordon? You're, you're, you keep following this stuff closely. Is that right? That um, sounds good. Uh, apparently, he's very good. Um, but uh, he's, uh, he's been charged in a blackmailing scheme I- involving his uh, former French teammate, Matthew... Uh, Valbuena. Valubuena? Valubuena? What is he using as his uh, means to do so? uh, This this, uh, is a a very French scandal, but uh, uh, let's see here. So here's the story, Gordon. Apparently a childhood friend approached Kareem and uh, said, uh, we have a a certain tape Mm -hmm. family show. We'll we'll leave it at that. I think everybody knows what we're talking about a little. Uh, tape uh, of Matthew Valubuena and uh, said, hey, will you go uh, uh, tell him we want a lot of money or else uh, this hits, you know, the public. So that's exactly what uh, Benzema Benzema, uh, uh, allegedly did. And uh, Valubuena, you know what he did, Gordon? What did he do? Went to the cops. So instead of uh, being blackmailed, he went uh, right to the police, and now uh, there's a, this was actually back in 2015, and now there's finally uh, prosecution is, is apparently uh, going on. So he, uh, uh, Kareem, has not played for the French national team since. However, he has continued to play for Real Madrid. And, uh, you know, this is a, a unique story, but it, it does, uh, you know, not a lot of people talk about sometimes these athletes are so high profile, Gordon, that they face stuff like this or have to deal with stuff like this. Uh, remember yeah. back to the, the Trey Burke situation when he was here with the Jazz and some illicit photos were released. Uh, and I don't know this, I guess, uh, from Trey himself, but what I had heard about that situation was it was somebody from his past who was trying to uh, extort some money from him. What's the penalty for that kind of thing? Uh, let's see. I'm not sure. Uh, wow. Let me see if I can uh, I can find this in here, but uh, but yeah, I mean I'm sure it's a, a fine of some sort, right? So, did the guy go ahead and publish the photo, the uh, tape, uh, or make it available? Because once it's out, once something like that is out there, uh, it's pretty hard to reel it back in, right? You know what, uh, Gordon? I didn't get that far into the research. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you poke around for that if you really well, want to you know, solve I, I, that I, mystery. I, I'll leave that up to you. No, I don't know. I, One I of just, us is uh, on company internet, and one of us isn't. So I think I'll leave that <laughs> that end of the research project up to your uh, your capable fingers there. Isn't the way to handle this really to just release it yourself? 
and take their firepower away. Well, well there, there have been some people who have uh, released, or I don't know what the proper term is, who have had tapes like that published, and uh, they've made a lot of money off of it eventually as far as their career goes. I mean, that's one way to, to go with it. I'm saying the guy's blackmailing me saying, I'm going to release just, this tape of you. I'll just put it out there myself. There. I, I believe that's... If I'm bold enough to make a tape, I'm I, probably bold enough to... Just release it. I believe that's what happened with the Trey Burke situation, where they, they he just said, "All right, well, knock yourself out." Oh, really? Yeah, huh. like go, go okay. right ahead. Uh, so uh, let me tell you a story about you. Uh, wait, you have a, a tape story? No, I don't have a tape story. You, but uh, really? I I at one time when I worked in Los Angeles uh, found some nefarious cheating going on at a certain university. And uh, we had it. Uh, the Times had the story, and we're going to go ahead and run the story. And in the process of the reportage for that story, a certain uh, official from that university said, uh, "We're going to we're going to call a press conference and blow blow a whistle on this before you can run it." And I remember talking to the editor, and the editor turned around and said. If they want to blow a whistle on themselves for cheating, he said, I haven't really seen that happen much, so let's call their bluff on that. And they didn't, and we ran the story. So, I mean, it's it's hard for somebody to release something that might be painful to them. What was the, uh, what just, was the scandal? Be, oh, it was a recruiting cheating story. What was and, the university? Uh, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, no need to get into it, really. Why? It was uh, published. Yeah, uh, it was Stanford. Oh, interesting. A long time ago. You went but, after Bill uh, Walsh. No, no, it wasn't Bill. Uh, but anyway, uh, the the uh, it's hard it's hard to bring information to the public that uh, is unfavorable to you. So. I mean, think about that, Austin. If 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 Jay called you up and said, "Hey, if you don't pay me a hundred thousand dollars, or if you don't uh, wash my car uh, every every week for the rest of your life, I'm going to publish uh, some incriminating thing about you," would you go ahead and release that information? Uh, that would be a very personal decision between my wife and I about yeah, that. But I think that we would hard. probably it would be lean. Hard to do. I think we'd probably lean towards, well, we'll just put it out there and take the firepower away from you and call the police and have you charged for extortion. <laughs> Enjoy prison. <laughs> Don't mess with us. As long as I'm not doing anything illegal in said tape, no one can do anything about it. So I do. Uh, I've, I've got to say I do have sympathy for, for athletes in, in this sense, that they're very high profile and what they do is known to be very lucrative and their face is out there. And if you've ever seen the ESPN documentary Broke, which I thought was was just brilliant. I mean, it's it's wild. I mean, uh, you know, your your faceless millionaire out there doesn't have all sorts of people, you know, coming out of the woodwork basically to scam them. And uh, it's it's you know, uh, oftentimes when we hear athletes have gone broke, we think, oh, it's just all uh, uh, popping dom bottles in the champagne room or whatever. And <laughs> and a lot of times it's it's a really sad story where. You know, people get caught up in, in bad investments and, and helping family members and friends and, and all this, you know, having uh, hangers on and all this sort of thing. And, and the money just doesn't last forever. It's 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 kind of a sad underworld of, of what happens in, in athletics because you just go from, 
you know, broke to rich in such fast time and you do it so publicly and your face is so out there. And uh, yeah, I mean, Sean Taylor, for example, and not to to relive really uh, upsetting stories, but his they the people who robbed his house, which eventually led to his death, they assumed that he was in D.C. playing because he had a game that day, but he was home because he was rehabbing an injury in Florida, I believe. Yeah, because he's and uh, and that's what set into motion all those tragic events. But these, you know, uh, out in uh, Dr. Dre. Uh, did you read that his house was targeted targeted by uh, burglars because they knew that he's at the hospital, unfortunately, for a brain aneurysm, which is super oh, scary. Okay, is... I mean, there's just horrible people out there, and yeah. when you're in the public light like that, uh, you're you're just a magnet to some of this stuff. And I I think it'd be hard. I don't know if people out there really appreciate what what they deal with sometimes. Yeah, a lot of people want to be famous, but uh, there is. Uh considerable downside to it all right uh we want to say big thanks to the title sponsor of the big show that would be big o uh stop by your locally owned and operated big o tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day big o tires coming up next uh what's going on stay tuned 97.5 and 1280 the zone